business at the shop oh oh you can't well whatever it is that you're moving or trying to hide we can't see it anyway (laughs) (laughs) you can't see it (laughs) oh so we appreciate you guys again for rocking with us and hanging with us and being a part and uh sharing and caring and all that great stuff and then some (laughs) right (laughs) what up urban (laughs) country is a bag of lays right You know, it's it's the window of those letters, right? Right, right. <laughs> Just to kind of give you a hint. Uh, you Let you know it's a bill. Right, 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 <laughs> right. I, oh. I, I have Sean Rollins to thank for this bill. Oh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, oh, stream. All oh, right. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. So again, uh, make sure you share. Thank you guys for being here, Urban Country Dude. I ain't seen you in a minute. Appreciate you. Um, so today, again, we're discussing the things that have made us. Is that what I put? All right. The things that have made us. Um, the title I put, the monsters that have made us. Situations or circumstances that kind of shifted our mindset and got us to at least begin to change some of our ways or some of the things that we used to do. Um, generally, you know, they could be one poignant event that says, oh, I can't do this anymore. It could be a a, 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 a system of events, you know, uh, things just back to back. You just like, this is just not the life or things that these are, I make, I've made a string of bad decisions that I need to stop making or I need to stop hanging out here or I need to get away from this area or whatever it may be that shifted that made you change your mind. Um, as far as the directions that you were going, you know, that's what we're talking about. Now, a lot of times, you know, and, and I've talked to past about this. Sometimes, you know, you hear people testimonies about what they were and who they are now. And I always think about my life, you know, you looking like, yeah, my, my life wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, I needed a shift, <laughs> but you know. You be you know, and and you you start hearing testimonies like, yeah, mine's not really that exciting. <laughs> like, you know, I can't because you know there are some and and, and Pastor maybe you can can probably attest to his, but they would be like, you know, without Christ, I'd be dead and gone. I'm like, I might be hurt. <laughs> you know, like, I won't say my life would have shortened a whole lot. It may not be as good. It wouldn't. I'm gonna tell you, it wouldn't be as good. 
But, you know, like, I wasn't on the, 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 the doorsteps of death every day <laughs> based on my actions. You know, like, I I improved things that I've done and, and the, you know, following the biblical standard helped me with my family and life and things of that nature. Um, I will say that it has it is, it is set my moral compass correctly because, you know, even growing up, I had I had the moral compass but with the when accepting Christ, it kind of perfected it in a sense. I'm not perfect, but I have a um, perfection mindset of, of knowing the the right way, not just morally, but how to do these things. You know, the the actions you take to have reactions, how to raise my kids properly. You know what they should be getting into. I think you can see further along. I'll, I'll say that being in Christ. So <laughs> that's that's kind of like my testimony, but. Today I just today I want to kind of focus on some of the bigger events. I need to go back to what you just said. Okay. Because you said, you know, even when I when I didn't have Christ, it wasn't that bad. Right. You know, I just, you know, my moral compass was kind of still in the right. When I think about Bible study last night. Okay. And I think about Exodus chapter 34. Moses is in the mountain. This is fresh because I just taught this last night. And God is telling Moses who he is, who God is. Mm -hmm. God is announcing himself and he is revealing his character. Right. The Lord. The Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering. Right. Right. Um, and and the, the point was for Moses to hear the character of God that he had already experienced from God. Right. Because there's history. Mm-hmm. So God is basically saying, I am that God who has covered you and kept you even when you didn't know I was keeping you. Right. And what I got out of that was Moses response. And Moses response was to immediately bow down and worship. So once Moses acknowledged or got the revelation of who God is and who he had been in his life, his first reaction was to immediately worship. The the Bible says he made haste to worship. God. Right. right. So what I'm saying is I I can't even like I'm not trying to say anything. I don't want to come against your statement. What I'm saying is now that you know the Lord. Right. I can't even brag that there's nothing positive that I can say about my life before Christ, except that I found Christ. Right. I get you. Because his mercy led me to him Uh as opposed to catching me in my sin and judging me. I got you. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's like having a conversation with someone who says, Yeah, I don't know God, but I'm good. I got you. Right? Mm -hmm. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose a soul? Mm -hmm. Right? So I don't want to give any credit 
to my life before Christ, except that right. somebody introduced me to Christ. Indeed. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about what made me, the you know, like you, you said, like your title was the the monster that made me. I'm like, oh man, that's <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it, it's funny because I was just looking at history this morning. Okay. I was looking at some of the stuff that happened in Forsyth County back okay. in like 1987. Okay. You know, uh, Oprah Winfrey, there's an Oprah Winfrey episode in 1987 where she's talking to people from Forsyth County talking about we don't want blacks here. Right, right. right. There was no black people in the, in the town. I remember that. I remember that episode. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it. And whoever it was, they ran them out. Right. You know, and I'm just like, that was 1987. Right. <laughs> Like, they were like the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, but that was, but even in the yeah. 60s up in Pennsylvania, a family yeah. moved into Delmore neighborhood, yep. the city of Delmore or that community, yep. and they literally, like, what was a peaceful neighborhood became an insane mob scene right. that had to have the FBI and the, the, the sheriff's the, department and all these folks out here because there were so many white people that were angry that these black folks bought a house in their neighborhood. Right. Right. And that was in the 60s. Right. There's also video of there's a there's a recording of Ronald Reagan calling Congolese people or or African Americans or Africans monkeys and they're not even used to wearing shoes right. and America will be will experience the fate of inviting that into America into this country if we allow them in that's Ronald Reagan talking in the 80s so what has shaped your race relations because we're not talking about the early 1900s we're talking about the 60s 70s and 80s right. that's how people talk right and ronald reagan said let's make america great again right hmm. he was quoted i mean that, that was his quote all right? right so that means that a lot of those people from forsyth county a lot of those people from pennsylvania 1963 a lot of those people that Reagan was campaigning with right. are still alive today. Right, right. And it's the same people that are trying to, to drive out critical race theory teaching. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. So when you talk about the monsters that made us, uh -huh. mm. we're still being made I from a you. racial standpoint. Right. Right. A woman says, I don't have a problem with colored moving in next door. <laughs> I I imagine my daughter growing up and, and, and having a neighbor, the little boy of the family, as her friend, and she likes him. Right. And they grow up and, and get married. That I can't handle. Right. I have nothing there's I have no problem with the people, but I do have a problem with interracial marriage right she said i would imagine that there are a lot of them that are even better than me but that co-mingling hmm. i don't think i could 
deal with that. Right. Now, this is in the 60s. Hey, Mama Corey, good morning. Hey, so just one component of the makeup, right? the monstrous makeup, we must recognize it up in Forsyth. When I moved to Georgia 20 years ago, I was told, stay out of North Forsyth County. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to buy a house, do not go up to North Forsyth County. They said, don't be caught after dark in certain parts of Fulton County. I moved to Georgia in 2004 and I was told don't go near this city and don't be caught after dark in this county. Right. Yeah. Right. That's two. I, I moved here in 2004. Right. I got you. That's, that's... So monsters are still being made. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. I didn't mean to turn this into a Indeed. racial <laughs> conversation, but. That you said the thing you, you want to talk about the things that made us. I'm looking at this stuff this morning. I'm like, man, this is ugly. And I'm yeah. getting emotional. Yeah. You know, and I'm getting angry. Okay. Fine. Let's 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 go there. Let's go there. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm so what do you what do you do with with that level of of monsters, right? So we got we got one end where you know, we see or recognize, we fight, you know, we, we sit in the angry place. You know, we have another side that says we're past this. You know, this is this doesn't really exist anymore. And and, and the other side, and, and I'm not talking about those that don't look like us. I'm talking about those that look like us that says this does not exist anymore. You know, yeah, there's, there's a few bad apples but this doesn't exist anymore what do we do about exposing or changing this way of it's it's a way of thinking you know let's let's keep it real it's a way of thinking people are sitting on a a stereotype or a thought process of who we are as a whole cuz you got to remember you know, a lot of times, you know, you get the, you're okay, you're not like them. <laughs> you know, let's keep it 100. It's not about, you know, you you represent who we are. No, you're you're different. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, what are you watching? Who are you around? Or, you know, like, what are you seeing that you personally think that we are like? this monster <laughs> that that you think that we are. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like what in your mind makes you think that we're this monster? And I know we always shift back like look at the music. They see us twerk. Who cares? They their folks twerk. <laughs> you know, like they got trailer parks. You know, like they try. so it's 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 like how can you take, you know, the the small percentage of those that are that may seem bad just because you're in the hood don't make you bad <laughs> don't make you a bad person you know don't make you a thief don't make you know like you just live in an area that does not get resources let's keep it real let's just call it what it is you know product of an environment from from one town to the next you can see when the road changes oh i'm not in buckhead anymore you know you can see these things um you know like it's funny when you was talking 
in my mind, right? These are the places we should just be silently marching through. <laughs> just, just a whole line of us just kind of walking down the street at night. You know, like just, just, just silent, just walking. We're not trespassing. We're just walking through these public streets. <laughs> you know, like it's just, I don't know, like just to kind of show like solidarity, you know, cause, cause honestly in my mind, I feel like it's, it's not that folks are just choosing to hate somebody or dislike a particular race. It's that yeah, it's a choice, their view though. has been limited and their history has been so skewed by... I'm sorry, I was muted. They are oh. choosing. Yeah, it's a choice. You think they are choosing? They're Conscious. choosing. Conscious. Yeah, they're choosing to hate me for the because of the color of my skin. But why? It's, it's how they were raised. Taught. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, so it's an inbreded thing. It's still a choice. I don't know, but I and and see, this is where I feel like things can change if they can get you know information or if they could see more of us. You know, I don't know. Like, I think there there can be a light shedding on these situations. If I it, listen, if if I if if I don't like you, right? The reasoning behind me disliking you is because you don't fit a mold that I right. have Deemed created in my mind. Indeed. Indeed. Right? And Indeed. it doesn't matter how that mold was developed, how it was shaped. Right. All that matters is that's my line of thought. That's my train of thought. And if you don't fit, I make a choice. I'm not forced to dislike you. I choose to dislike you. You know, people can say, I don't like you because my mother told me not to like you. Right. right. But free moral agency says I don't have to listen to my mother. Right. I just have to make a decision of whether or not I want to deal with the consequences of defying my mother. Right. It's a choice. Because I I can choose to disobey my mother and face those consequences. No matter how you look at it, it's a choice. Right. Yeah. And, and even if you get that information that you talk about, AD, if you present them with some information that might be contrary to what they was raised with, right. it's still going to come down to a choice. Now they have to choose the new information that's been inserted. So like, if I, I'm, I'm and I'm asking you, is this what you're saying? Like if they met 20 nice black guys or something like that, maybe they'll have something to fight against what they racist granddaddy told them, right? Is that what you're saying? Because if you, but, and that's cool that's what you're saying, but I'm saying at, at that point, they're still going to have to make a choice to say, now that I've seen 20 black guys that contradict what my granddad told me, I will right. choose to act this way. It's still going to come down to a choice, though. I think so. Lisa says this is who they are by choice. And you do what you do because you are who you are. Yes. But and that's you too, are who you are by choice. That sounds too definite for him, though. I, don't, I think he ain't feeling I, that. I, because, we, OK, let, let's, let's do it this way, right? When when new information appears, right? Yeah. And you realize we need to do better. Like there's always a better mindset that that sits on you for for the most part. You know, sometimes we sit and we're complacent regardless of how better things need to be, right? You know, in in the face of 
information and availability of, of, of seeing the world. Like you can, you know, literally see the world at your fingertips. You can see any place in the country right now. You know, I'm sure there's a live shot of Haiti somewhere that someone has a camera like, yeah, I'm chilling up in, you know, whatever block with my people. You know, like you can see the world literally. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always of the mindset that we can like change at least a majority of folks that can change the way, you know, that we perceived and life that happens. There's always going to be, of course, someone that's going to hold on to old relics of thought. There's always going to be people that hold on. And, but I, I, I tried, you know, like to live in a, I guess my, my fairy tale optimism, optimistic land that, you know, with the next generations that things will change. Like anybody for me, like 60 and up, that's, that's, that's holding on to racist attitudes or mindsets. They're not, they're probably not going to change. You know, they're going to hold on to it in some way, shape or form or fashion, no matter how many black, great black people they get a chance to meet, you know, if they got hit in the head by some random black dude, 30 years ago, you know, like that's, that's their foundational point of argument forever. Like they're never going to let it go. Um, mm-hmm. and Bro, I, go I, I, I think, I think what you're saying is right, but it's all about perspective. Right. Some, I, I do believe that people in general want to see things better, Right. but what if their definition of better is different than yours? Right. There's some people, a group of them that say, America was better back then, so let's make it great again. So they want better, but their idea of better is very opposite of your idea of better. And they see the next generation, they hope for the same thing, to preserve their way. So you hope that things will get better for Blacks. And when I promise, well, I ain't going to say not all of them, but some of them see it as oppressing Black people. They, they see it like, well, when we were in charge and when we dominated, things were this way. And we took care of the blacks, all right. They should be happy with that. Hmm. So for them, that's that's better. And they're just like you're fighting for change. They're fighting to. I wouldn't even they they wouldn't say revert. I don't know the right word, but they were. They don't necessarily see it as going back. They see it as holding holding the line. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gotcha. I'm, I'm I, I got to stand it. Let's yep. get back to how church was back in the day. Let's get back to how. See, I'm gonna tell you back. My granddaddy this time. Blah blah blah. Right. Right. But but for them, even though it's skewed, I'm I'm telling you, they they what you're saying is right. But that's just that different definition. Do they you, want that because they think that is better. Just you, like you, you want different. Do you think? Okay, so I'm a I'm a light a fire here. So do you think? So we're here to make America great again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for us, any we need we we more forward progress, and and there may be like a small number of of us that that lived a time where, you know, they might've lived in a small town that was mixed and like they had the factories and yo, life was grand. I wish I can go back to that. Do you think also there are those that don't look like us that feel like that have, have lived better lives before it's, and it's not, it has nothing to do about oppressing us. It's just with the factories were here, you know, gas prices were better and life just seemed so simple and it just you know we paid taxes things worked and you know it it just was better you, you understand what i'm saying and of course like you said in the beginning it's about perspective you know like the first time 
it's almost we hear it we got kind of triggered like what you mean better again <laughs> you know like like yeah. it ain't, you know like i tell me i was like for me better maybe like maybe the 90s <laughs> like before yeah. then it's yeah. like you know better wasn't really better um but for you know for others they seen america that just either prospered for them and you know like i said right. we had the factories or we had life was like structured enough that it was simple that i understood it it just you did this and this this was the outcome you know the prices of houses were better you know like things like yeah. that you know but not from a they don't they may not see it from a racial standpoint just like you know we are triggered by hearing it they were triggered in a sense like ah euphoria utopia mm-hmm. you know i remember being in my house in the country where things just worked yeah better and it wasn't and it has nothing to do about oppressing someone it just has everything to do about we just we we prospered yeah. more you yeah. know my family did better back then before um clinton came in <laughs> you know because you know yeah but i think you're missing the fact that you know you think about how this nation was founded i get it right mm-hmm. people who feel like that are basically saying my entire existence is based on ignorance My entire exi- my my utopia is based on a closed mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I'm 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 validating my ignorance. How would they say it? Because they wouldn't say it that way. I agree. No, they would But right. what they would say is, I like how things were. Right. Make America great again. That term is a validation of my ignorance. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when was it great? Yeah. What? How do you de- define great? Because for you to live in your utopia means I don't have the same opportunity. Right. There's not enough American pie to go around. I just want it to be us. How? The, fa- the, the, the nation was built on the back of my ancestors. Pastor McCord, I we, you this. We, we are, built your utopia. Are you saying any of that rhetoric for any race is divisive, or like what? What, what would you say? It's absolutely to, divisive because what would you say to what would you say to blacks that they say they want to return to the unity we had in the community in the sixties? Would that be? I, I, no, see, so when you say I want unity amongst my people, right. you're not saying I don't want anybody else around. But I'm saying you're saying I want us to get along better. But does the back in the day part throw you off? Anytime, anytime it's brought up in that framework, like back in the day in the '60s when we were unified, like I'm saying, like does the right. back in the day stuff throw you off? <laughs> right, that right there. Sam says, "Uh, but what if it was actually great for me? I don't live in the whole world, I guess, world, and I live in my space and community." Yeah, but again, that's a, that's a state of mind. Just like right? for that kind what of I'm, What I'm saying is, listen, I can't condemn you for your state of mind, but I can still call it ignorant. Because if your whole world revolves around you. your street, <laughs> then you're lacking information. You're limited. Your life is gotcha. limited. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. But that doesn't make it any less ignorant. I got you. Okay, so let, let me throw this out there. I don't know if you guys seen, um, there was a pamphlet that was 
Now, based on what uh, Home Depot said, it wasn't released. They were uh, they were checking it out. It wasn't like an official pamphlet. It wasn't. It didn't go mm. store wide. Did you hurt? You know about it, right? You heard about no, it. No, but if, if it's out, I'm just it's, saying. It's if it's out, it was a training pamphlet that talked about privilege, like how to recognize privilege, and it was pretty. And honestly, like I, I got to find them. I'm released to you guys. Let you guys look at it. If you can look it up online, but it talked about privilege. Now, it was it was good because it didn't just talk about white privilege or what did they call it? racial privilege. You know, it talked about male privilege. It talked about able body privilege. You know, and being conscious of how you make statements. You know, and I'm sure it's probably one of those management things like. Hey guys, let's prevent a lawsuit. This is how you guys need to talk about certain things. You know, like, you know, if you read it, you kind of like it's pretty deep, and you just like it's interesting. You know, it just talked about the privileges of those that are, I guess, in in essence, higher up on a hierarchy of society, right? You know, because you got racial, you got abilities. You know, those that can't because they they may need a wheelchair or they need more space and. Things of that nature. Then you got the gender privilege, you know, male and female kind of thing, and it was just interesting. And because you talk about the the like the ignorant mindset, um, and and just being aware of what privilege is. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and we know we we feel at least you know there is we have gotten slighted in some form or fashion. You know, over the course of history, you know, sometimes you can't prove it, but you feel like if I was, <laughs> you know, I don't think I would have got treated that way. Or you see situations like if they were, you know, they would have got they wouldn't have got treated that way. Um, and it just opened my mind to think about like like you saying, Pastor, is is it always ignorance? Do you really not know or just the way you've grown up? This has just been a normalcy. It's no escape you know, choice. Until you get around mixed company or you get around those that, you know, like if you grow up a certain way and you hear the jokes about folks and you don't really consider it hurtful until your company grows. Like, and then, like, I, as a, if I was white hanging around black people and, and I start thinking about some of the jokes, I'm like, oh man. That's but don't, don't, don't again, be offended by ignorance, though. Like, the in, word. In 2002. We Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Beth. No, I apologize. Finish your point, man. No, I'm just saying the word of ignorance is just sometimes in our community is offensive. But right. you just look at the definition; it's it's not bad. It's not knowing. It's just it's not, not knowing. knowing. But we we always say, "Well, you're just ignorant," you know. So we we <laughs> well, make it an offense, right, but it's not right, a, right. it's not a horrible thing to be a, right. ignorant. We we look at the word ignorant as offensive. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Indeed. I was going to say in in 2002, I was working for a telecommunications company. And I was having a conversation with a guy who had become uh, kind of a good work friend of mine. He was from Chicago. And we were having this conversation and the conversation turned to race, you know, mm -hmm. and he's a white guy and uh, I'm a black man. And, and he was like, uh, yeah, I, I owned a property in on the east side of Chicago and we had some colored people <laughs> that Wait, uh, what year is this? This is 2002. Right. Okay. And I'm like, colored people. 
<laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, uh, African-Americans that had moved in. And I'm like, huh. I said, man, it's 2002. Y'all still say color? Right. He's like, what, what's, what's wrong with it? I'm like, so I said, never table that. Finish the story. So he finished the story. I went home, and the next day I, I brought a box of crayons to work. And I grabbed a little, you know, page out of a coloring book. And I brought it to work. And I said, hey, come here, man. And I started coloring. I said, you see? Well, I showed him the blank, the, the paper without coloring it in. I said, you see this? He said, yeah. I go, okay, okay, go. So I took out some crayons. I started, because what are you doing? I said, hold on, hold on. Start coloring it in. When I got finished, I said, you like that picture? He goes, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. I'm like, that's colored. Yeah. <laughs> you so petty, though. <laughs> I wish I could have been there when he told his wife about that. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, he was he was married to someone who was first generation into America. Okay. From Poland. Okay. So I, I said, if you're gonna be my friend, right. you can't call black folks colored. Right. You educate them. Yeah. yeah. Now so you're gonna be ignorant. Yeah, we worked together for like four years. He visited my church. He gave his life to Christ in my church. He ended up being the one white guy on the deacon board at my church in Sacramento when I left Sacramento. There are pictures on the wall of my church in Sacramento of the deacon board, the men's department. And I see his face. And every time I see it, I laugh because I keep yeah. thinking about he went from calling us colored <laughs> to joining the church and yeah. giving his life to Christ and serving in a church of God in Christ in Sacramento. <laughs> so it was a choice and yeah. he was ignorant and he got educated. Yeah. And it changed his perspective. Now, I'm not saying that he was racist. I'm just saying that he was lacking information. Right, right. And when he right. got that information, he chose to he now chose his to change to shift his mindset. Yeah, but and the he drew point, closer. That's what he, was up with. he drew closer because somebody took the time. Because I'm like, this dude was in his 30s, yeah. and nobody had ever said anything to him. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that. That's so the, point, like but, he was around the circus. Yeah, the, no, the that's, shift, the change. What or, was things? or he heard it and didn't change until he met me. Yeah, but so it, it, two things. One, new information came in, and he realized, oh, I need to just change my language. And two, his attitude wasn't necessarily racist. He just it was ignorant. He didn't understand what was offensive. Ignorant. Yeah. Lacking yeah. knowledge. Okay, but so that goes to the point that folks can change. Yeah, anybody yeah. can change. But but I'm saying, I mean, anybody can but change. They change by choice. choice. Yeah. But he, but but my point, and also, he wasn't necessarily racist. He wasn't racist. I don't he, know what he, he, just, he was. All I know I'm, is what he said. I know, but he wasn't racist. You know that now because no, his listen, language listen is to, like, oh, I didn't what I'm saying. I was offensive. I here's don't like this, like colored folk. You know, but, but here's here's my point. I don't know how he felt about people who look like me. All I know is what he said. I got you. 
So I can't tell you whether or not he was racist. What I can tell you is that he was open for dialogue. And the dialogue shifted his mindset and he drew closer as a result of the dialogue. Right? Remember that in this life, in the spiritual walk, you are the living epistle. You are God's written word in the earth for other people to see. So when people see your life and hear your testimony, mm-hmm. they overcome. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I was, I am no longer because of Christ. Mm-hmm. If he was racist and I have no idea, I don't know. We didn't have a conversation about how you feel about black people. We had a conversation about how you described or defined or, or how you labeled someone who didn't look like you. Yeah, but he already was—he was already open to a connection. People can only change if they realize they need to change and want to. And sometimes, I didn't realize me saying "colored" was a bad thing because I've been saying it around other folks. He said you saved him from the wrong person taking it wrong, right? And it, yeah. but it's just linguistics. It wasn't because honestly, like, and I know let's let's, let's set this fire too. I don't feel like. There's as many racist people as we always label. They just don't. They just speak an old world thinking that just makes it seem like they're racist. Like I'll have, I got no problem with colored folk. <laughs> you know, like you sound like you racist, but does it really make you racist? It, it doesn't. But I mean, I don't know if that excuses you though. Ignorance doesn't excuse you. Like if I break a law that I didn't know was a law, am I, I get not going it. to jail. I get it, but we've always we've changed some of our ways as well as far as how we speak. You know, like think about how women were treated in the workplace, like eighties and nineties and, and before. Yeah, where we realized, oh, that's offensive to talk yeah. about. Ooh, but, girl. I'm saying, but, but I'm saying in <laughs> those know, early like, days, I'm just, I'm just I, saying like things have shifted. You know what was fine, we realized, oh, that's been offensive. Yeah, but I'm saying when I did it, I still was offensive. Yeah. I just was ignorant of it, though. I got it. But yeah. does it make me hate or dislike a particular race because I was offensive? You know, we used to make Asian jokes all the time about the eyes and things like that. Does it mean we disliked them? No, we just was clowning. But we didn't realize we were being offensive. Did, do y'all understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I, I hear your words. I just don't know where you're trying to land. <laughs> So what are you trying to say? I'm saying I'm what I'm saying is this country mindset can can shift more. You know, it's just we can't you, get you, so you don't think people and, have and, information. And, and I say we and I listen, I'm not saying this thing is easy because you know someone say colored, you know, you got you know, like don't get triggered, don't get triggered, have a conversation, you know, like let, can we keep it real? Like sometimes you wanna have thoughtful conversations. But people mm-hmm. throw trigger words, and now I'm, I'm up here. When if I could just stay cool, we can have a real thoughtful conversation. Let me tell you real quick. I was in a car with, and and just just for clarity, like I drive Lyft, and anybody in my car, I let them spout all of their knowledge and ignorance and whatever craziness, thought, conspiracy, and I just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, because I want to hear. All of it. I only got either using from 12 to maybe 30 minutes, you know, and unless like the conversation is like comes out. What, what do you think where I might have an opportunity to change a mindset? 
I usually just want to hear it. I just want to hear it all. And I just feed into it. So I had a white guy in my in my car and he talked and we went from <laughs> politics to slavery. Um, and I was just, you know, and he and he talked about, <laughs> you know, where the slaves started. You know, he said, you know, in Africa, they gave up some of the slaves. And I'm like, you're right. That might be true. But later they came back and they stole some, <laughs> you know, because they needed more, you know. And but then he was like, and then. When they were here, not all of them got mistreated. And I was like, I, I feel you, but they were still slaves. <laughs> like they were, they were in, you know, like, but I let them, I, you know, I was like, I'm not going to get triggered because I want to hear it all. I want to hear the mindset. And this is just one guy, but I know a lot of people think like this. And I just wanted to hear it all. And what I didn't get to ask him, I, was, I wanted to ask him how he felt about reparations. Like, what do you say? What do you say, talk? bro? Like I wanted, yo, I, I was like, you see that trigger? Look, you see that trigger? You see that? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> right? And I'm listen. I was, I was like, if I'm gonna get out of this conversation, I, was, I want. I meant it when he got. I was like, oh, I didn't get the chance to ask him. You know, like, <laughs> there's a yeah. Comment. That's my thing. Mama, look at, look at mom's comment. So, oh. so mama, listen. This is what I'm saying, Eddie. This is my thing. I'm not I mad at babies. that perspective. <laughs> I'm not mad at the Why does it have to be fairy tale? Because, bro, listen, Corey, listen, bro. Why like is it? It, 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 the, if, if you don't have, this is what I'm saying. It is, this is what it sounds like to me. What you're saying is not wrong, but it sounds like you're saying the majority of people that do racist things are, are, are ignorant of their racism. There's a clip I want you to watch on The Breakfast Club. They're talking to Snoop Dogg this, this year sometime. Okay. And um, the female, I'm, I forget her name, excuse me, but she asked him, with the women's empowerment movement and all this stuff, do you ever look back on your old records and feel, mm. you know, bad about what you said? Mm. And Snoop says, forget them garden tools. I ain't studying none of that. What is Snoop saying? I'm fully aware <laughs> of what I'm doing. Right, right. I'm fully aware of what I'm saying. Right. And I'm and the more I hear about Me Too, the more I hear about women empowerment, I'm going to knuckle down even more on what I said back then. Right. He's choosing what? He, he's choosing to stay with what he had. So it just sounds like some of what you're saying, like you're excusing that these people, all of them aren't completely unaware. Pastor McCord's case, that guy was kind of unaware of, you know, of that situation. He right. presented it to him. And just like he changed, he could have been like, I hear everything you're saying, but that's what we call him. Uh -oh. so and plenty Rollin, of people do that. Right. Rollins says there are levels of racism. Do you feel a certain walk when you see certain way? Right. When you see black people with pants sagging walking up to you, do you think about locking your door? Do you become more alert? Just a question. I feel like anybody walking around with skinny jeans sagging it's is ridiculous. retarded. So, yeah. Why, <laughs> so they're, they're already skinny. Why would you sag them? I don't, so, I don't so you don't like them because you don't like them because of their appearance. Do I? No, I don't. No, I mean, no. do I not I like, like them? I just think. I don't no, know I what my, you do. I, my I don't door dislike them. I have no, I have no reason, to, nothing against them. I just wonder, what did you, what did you just call them? I call them retarded. <laughs> Sound <laughs> like mean, something. That don't mean I dislike them. See, and that, and that. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> don't mean I don't like them. I just you think just something's retarded. wrong with you. Yeah. So, what do you feel about mental retardation? <laughs> Get out of that bucket. <laughs> See, I, and I, and I'm going. I'm feeding. I'm I'm bait. I'm going for the bait. So what I feel about <laughs> mental retardation is that something went wrong in your life that you can't function properly, and that mental retardation is, like is a, mental pants. retardation is a birth 
thing. It's a birth defect. defect. It's right. something Indeed. that can't be controlled. Indeed. So what are you talking about? Then, then they must have that same birth defect that they sang in the pants with skinny <laughs> jeans. That's, that's my correlation. <laughs> so, so what you're really saying is you're ignorant. <laughs> I may be. I may yeah. be. <laughs> but honestly, I like I, I know, and, and see, as 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 African Americans, we sit on the side where we feel like this looming thing of racism um, will kind of like always exist. And and yes, I feel like there's always will be a pocket of people. There will always be folks that that have that may have these racist thoughts or things of that nature. Yes. Um, but I believe, and and I'm hopeful that there will be more change. You know, there will be more opening. And I think it's just having conversation and with the way, <laughs> sound like that man, but the way the media, you know, always having us infighting on both sides. Like, I, I, I feel like they feed off of us being triggered and us choosing based on being triggered, you know? And and I like I said, I and, and the man picked, let's make America great again. He picked that trigger to get a certain uh, flock of votes from a particular portion of America. 75 so, million of them. You know, oh, and just like Obama went for hope and change because he picked to get a certain flock of America because you knew that's what we've been looking for. Hope and change. Let's, let's go. You know, like. Yeah, but so, is it is it former President Barack Obama's hope or is it Sid the Entertainer's hope? It's two two versions of hope. I got you. Right? And depending on the set you come from, you you hope for improvement mm -hmm. or you hope somebody would. <laughs> I just now, I'm going back to my mom's statement, the fairy tale. Here's what you have to realize. Yeah. There is a mindset of people who experienced some of this. Yes. Like my mom was born in the 40s, mm -hmm. right? So when I talk about something that happened in 1963, mm -hmm. yeah. she's so very she's conscious saying. of what was happening because she lived through those times. Uh -huh. And yeah. she was, she was uh, of age uh -huh. during that season. Indeed. Okay. Uh, and so their memory, their, their experience puts them in a different mindset right. than the experience of somebody who the worst thing you ever experienced is somebody using the N-word. Right, right. Okay? So it, that triggers something in me. Why would she refer to your, your mindset as a fairy tale mindset? Right. Because right. she right. comes from a different space. Because she comes from a different space and time. Right. Yeah. Right? And she, has, she knew what was then right. and she sees what's going on now. Yeah. And in her mindset, there's not a whole lot of difference between what she sees now and what was going on then. I'm yeah. Because there's that. levels to this. I'm challenging that. I'm challenging that. I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I feel like because of what she dealt with then, mm -hmm. it, it can be like a PTSD, meaning any yeah. little bit can trigger what it was back then are you saying it's as widespread now 
Do you understand what I'm great. saying? Great. Great point. Great point. Now let's do let's unpack that. Let's unpack it. Let's go. Uh in, in three define minutes. PTSD. <laughs> right. Like post traumatic syndrome. Post traumatic stress disorder. You know, you know, and I'm not and just for clarity, I'm not saying Mama Corey is suffering from <laughs> don't talk about mama. stress disorder. Don't no it. disrespect to my I'm don't just do I'm making it clear. <laughs> but just just as an example, you know, like um when you have you know, dealt with something so long mm. in the past that just seems like a normalcy. It's hard to imagine anything mm-hmm. different if you see something that can trigger old thoughts. That's okay. and that's this is Anthony's good focus definition. and definition of PTSD. You know, based good. on what I've what I've seen previous and so. Let me read this. Okay, go ahead. Break it down. Post traumatic stress disorder. Indeed. One mm-hmm. definition. Uh-huh. Yep. A disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. Mm -hmm. The condition may last months or years with Mm -hmm. triggers that can bring back memories of the trauma accompanied by intense emotional and physical reaction. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Right? Right. I said to you this morning, as we opened up, that I was angered by some of the things that I was reading. Yes. So when did I experience it where you could say I'm suffering from it? Because I never went through getting hosed or having dogs put on me. Uh huh. I never saw that live. Right. But I'm still angered by what I see and read about what went on back then. Mm-hmm. We, I, so, so, so I'm not getting triggered because of uh, something I went through back then. Mm-hmm. I just don't like what I see. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. that is, I went through it. I have not recovered from it. And every time I see it, it yeah, takes goodness. me back there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what you got from my mom. What you got from her is we're always going to have to deal with some level of this. And to think that we're not is a fairy tale. So I, I will say no. I didn't I won't say there was there, there will never be never of nothing. <laughs> there's always going to be a level of something, right? Okay. There's always going to be a level until the until Christ cracks the sky uh-huh. and we get caught up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's, that's the only that's the only heaven we going to you know so i just i just feel like it won't it won't be as looming i feel like if we can change the conversation things won't be as looming the 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 climb won't be as long and then we won't have ignorant behind questions being asked to one of the smartest women in the country okay. <laughs> being confirmed. I, you know, like, I, I feel that will bro, change. I, I feel what you're saying. The, the, the media does gaslight some stuff. Yeah, but, all the time. But no doubt, and they do. It's very heavy, and I, I agree with you on that. But I think there's that you're not giving credit to the fact there's a lot of Snoop Dogs out there, people that are full aware of what they said and what they've done and just will dig their heels in. But I, I feel you, though, but people yeah. do hype it up. But there are some people that are like, nah, I know what I'm saying. Right. I'm I mean, so, <laughs> so. Yes. Look, uh, Lisa, Emmett Till, I was going to talk about Emmett Till. You know, that they decided to not pursue charges 
in the Emmett Till case, even though the lady lied. She admitted yes. that she lied. Mm-hmm. They did not pursue any charges. I know it's been forever ago, but yeah, but it's right. It's, uh, mean, and then you look at Trayvon Martin. I right Emmett Till. It was a horrible tragedy. Trayvon oh. Martin. Horrible be careful, tragedy. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. It's, it's, hey, it's, hey, it's Jesus just stepped in, and we ran out of wine, and he just tapped the pitcher, <laughs> uh, and he wanted to keep the party going. Yeah. Our hour, our hour is up. Y'all yeah. trying to keep the party going? Because if you say something about Trayvon, <laughs> listen, we're gonna listen. We're gonna table this. I'm gonna start part two on this. So y'all need to share. Let everybody know. <laughs> but I like, yeah. We need to. We're gonna table this. We're gonna keep it moving. Um, but y'all need to share tomorrow. We're gonna. We can dig into this more. <laughs> All right. And, and I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. Gaslight a nice title. So, so tomorrow, what you have to do is play the last five minutes of today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I want to hear what you about to say about Trayvon. And right. I just right. gotta know. Right. Hey, hey, so, Mama Core, real quick. I know we gotta go. I'm. I'm infatuated with the '60s. I want to know how it was when King died in 65 and what it was like with JFK. If you could recant them days for me whenever me and you meet, I would greatly appreciate that. Just kind of looking for overall reactions. What was right. on TV? Like real. My, like mom, my mom was yeah. in Memphis. Wow. When he, when he, oh, for real? Oh, mom, you got to yeah. call in. King, uh, King was, when did he die? 60, uh, 65, uh, 68. 68. April 4, right. 68. All right. My so, mother was living in Memphis. That's nice. crazy. I just went out there on the fourth. Uh, Jesse, oh y'all pray for Reverend Jesse Jackson. He he's yeah. struggling. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he's struggling. Definitely. All right, guys. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow as we um, so be on time tomorrow, Mom. How to how to fix the monsters? How are we going to fix the monsters in the U.S.? Hmm. All right. So we look forward to seeing you same time, same place. Know that we love you. God loves you more. Continue to stay safe. Do the right thing. Stay out of trouble. And know, hey, talk to someone that doesn't look like you. And have a thoughtful conversation. That's my challenge. Indeed. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Shout out to all the colored people. As always, we love you. Uh, Know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank you, guys. Make sure to share.